Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It's indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here sitting right next to Danny Berger. And Danny, I think I told you when I was on vacation, I had... Uh, Six days off work and over 1,300 emails awaiting me when I returned. I am going on vacation next week, and I think I just need to burn my phone. Well, um, uh, there's another solution, and in a little bit we're going to take a look at uh, uh, the world of e-commerce marketing and how maybe e-commerce marketers might better use uh, email in that world. But first, let's get the very latest in business news. Headlines from Charlie Paul. All right. I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Danny. Happy Wednesday, by the way. And uh, now the numbers of the close of floor trading on the NYMEX brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. West Texas Intermediate up eight tenths of one percent, up 36 cents a barrel to $49.54. U.S. markets Remain on cautious footing. Stocks are edging lower for a second day. Haven assets, they're pushing higher after tensions mount between the U.S. and North Korea. Gold up 19.20 the ounce now, up 1.5% to 12.78. Crude oil up 8 tenths of 1% to $49.55. Brent up 1.1%. Right now, we have got Walt Disney shares tumbling by 4.8%. Walt Disney's Bob Iger is ready to embrace the cord cutter. Disney, the world's largest entertainment company, outlined plans to sell some of its premier content directly to consumers online beginning next year. Iger outlined the plans on Bloomberg Television. We're going to basically produce, we're already developing, original movies and original television series specifically for this uh, Disney-branded service. And it will be incremental investment to the investments we've been making in television and and motion pictures in the past. The investors, though, focused on third-quarter results. Again, Disney shares tumbling 4.9%. Office Depot suffering its worst stock decline in 15 months after tumbling retail sales hurt results. Office Depot down 23%. Again, recapping, gold up 1.5%, S&P down 7, down 3 tenths of 1%, the Dow down 77, down 4 tenths of 1%, NASDAQ down 6 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. That, of course, were comments from President Trump yesterday, uh, maybe not expected, uh, and who knows who expected those comments, but uh, um, really um, dark moment uh, with the tensions between the U.S. and North Korea. Uh, Dr. Anders Kaur joins us right now, founder of Core Analytics. Um, and I wonder, um, uh, Dr. Kaur, do you think that uh, this was a plan? I mean, the the uh, uh, Daily Beast is reporting that it was an ad-lib response, that he, he, he scribbled something down in a card in front of him and that it was not uh, coordinated and it was uh, just something that the president wanted to say. I don't think you can really know that for sure. Um, there's a definite advantage to having uh, Trump keep his cards close to his chest in terms of uh, how he's reacting to North Korea. Um, by doing so, he's keeping the Chinese guessing. He's keeping North Korea guessing about what his real, real plans are. And uh, that kind of uh, brinkmanship uh, is the kind of 
action that the president and the secretary of defense need to take so that uh, Tillerson, secretary of state, will be empowered in his diplomacy. Speaking of Tillerson, he recently said, uh, telling reporters that Americans should sleep well at night, have no concerns about this particular rhetoric of the last few days. Uh, that statement coming from Tillerson, uh, how, how do you sort of categorize that? Is, is that an accurate assessment of how we should view this most recent escalation? Yes, I think so. Um, I, I, I think the team is actually working pretty well together in terms of Tillerson, uh, Mattis, and Trump. Uh, they're, they're, they're doing the roles that they need to take. China has really uh, forced this issue, uh, North Korea has forced this issue by starting the brinkmanship. The U.S. has then uh, been faced with a choice, either back down uh, or engage with its own brinkmanship. Now, Trump uh, is, I think, taking a different uh, approach than the Obama administration. He's not backing down as much as the Obama administration had. Uh, he's engaging more in brinkmanship, which I think is the right uh, thing to do when dealing with China and, and North Korea. Why? Well, it, the, the only other alternative is to back down. And, it, and if you back down in the face of a bully, you're going to get more bullying. Now, what role does um, South Korea come into this? I feel like we often have a U.S.-centric view of this conflict, but of course there are other players here. Uh, well, South Korea is a frontline state, uh, as is Japan. Um, and, you know, these states, because they're closer to North Korea, are in range uh, of North Korea's weapon systems to a greater extent than the U.S. But the U.S. is also... Uh, in range. Uh, so they're going to have a more localistic uh, approach to it in terms of uh, being more wary of, of conflict. Well, uh, indeed, uh, although I, I have to say, and quite honestly, I wasn't too thrilled knowing that my family's back in California right now, that, that the, the nations that are worried about uh, North Korea are, are, are the list is getting longer. Yeah. I mean, it's getting, it's, I mean, either, either we take tough statements now, and, and it doesn't need to be military action. If the U.S. Uh, really imposed sanctions on not only North Korea, but economic sanctions on China, then you might see China uh, taking the kind of tough action against North Korea that's required to stop them from developing these nuclear weapons. So does that mean that in order for the U.S. to be able to stop North Korea from developing the nuclear weapons, that we have to have China involved, or is there any other way where we take the central role in this? Well, I think if we want a peaceful solution, we need to involve China, and that's going to require putting quite a bit of pressure on them. We've already put quite a bit of pressure on China over the years, and especially with the uh, current Trump administration, to make uh, bigger changes. Uh, they're not doing so. They still haven't done so. And, you know, they're watching as the brinkmanship increases in volume. And at a certain point, you know, uh, we're, we should see either Chinese action or an allowance of the brinkmanship to continue. But at this point, it's very dangerous because uh, Trump, if he doesn't take very strong action quickly, will lose credibility because he's uh, you know, he's made statements that imply uh, that he's ready to take very strong, if not military, action against North Korea. Uh, North Korea has made a threat against Guam that immediately 
you know, essentially called his bluff. If it is a bluff, if it's not a bluff, then it, you know, it's going to trigger uh, a serious response by the U.S. And, and we'll indeed see if uh, uh, new missiles in South Korea either get there or just give the Chinese enough to worry about that they can get more involved. Uh, uh, good, good perspective. We really appreciate Dr. Anders Kaur. He's the founder of Kaur Analytics. A lot of people uh, on Wall Street and beyond to look for him for advice, and we do too. We're glad to have him. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Corey Johnson here with Danny Berger. Glad to have you. This is Bloomberg. So Nathan Hager right now. He's got a look at world and national news headlines from our 99.1 studios in Washington, D.C. And once again, Corey, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is trying to tamp down concerns over bombastic statements from his boss, the president. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman has more from Washington. The secretary spoke to reporters on board his plane from Thailand to Guam, the U.S. territory, which the North Korean regime announced would be its first missile target in the event of hostilities. The president was sending a strong message to North Korea in language that Kim Jong-un would understand because he doesn't seem to understand diplomatic language. I do not believe there is any imminent threat in my own view. Tillerson said there's an active, ongoing diplomatic effort behind the scenes, and North Korea may be ratcheting up the rhetoric because the pressure, hopefully including from Russia and China, is starting to show. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Five members of the U.S. military are suing President Trump over his plan to bar transgender people from serving in the armed forces. The president announced uh, this new plan in a series of tweets last month. The service members filed a complaint today in federal court in Washington, arguing the proposal violates transgender troops' equal protection and due process rights. These service members aren't identified in this lawsuit. The State Department has expelled two diplomats from Cuba's embassy in Washington. This follows a series of unexplained incidents that left U.S. officials in Havana with physical symptoms. A State Department official says the Cubans were asked to leave in May. No word on what the symptoms were or any other details about these incidents. But the official says it has reminded Cuba of its international obligation to protect foreign diplomats. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries in Washington. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. 